just always did my own thing. Now I run the game. You stupid motherfuckers. I see all this money through my Ohio State Buckeyes. Shit been going good. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Football Talk Show by FTS Sports. My name is Owen Smith. As always, joined by Matthew Warner. Uh, Matthew, we are just every week we're going to bring something new, whether it's bad audio whether it's um, a different day of the week that we're uploading, a different day of the week that we're recording, a different name of the show, a different name of the website. It, nothing just, is ever consistent here, and that's okay. Hey, that's uh, that's perfectly fine. Um, we are forever evolving and deciding to, to just have a, a quick little switch to the football talk show, which is also FTS. Uh, which is our roots um, and and what is so near and dear to our heart. That name just meant so much to us um, and has such just a, uh, a meaningful spot in our hearts that we had to stay with it. Uh, so yeah, football talk show uh, where we will talk about football. Uh, Hell really, yeah, baby. Really excited about it. Um, I still love our tagline on the website, FTS Gambling. Where we talk about sports. <laughs> oh, how, how we doing? How was the weekend? It was good. Um, not as eventful as yours, as uh, I've received about five different updates that just each one got crazier and crazier from from old Matthew. So, uh, but plenty of football watched and started off in a in a big way on uh, what was it yeah Friday late Friday evening, which we'll get to with the Buckeyes and Caleb Downs, but. Uh, plenty of NFL football going on uh, throughout Saturday and Sunday and w- was able to just sit and relax and, and enjoy that. How, how was your weekend, Matthew? I had I had a good weekend, you know? Good. Um, on Saturday, I got to take the kids to the Children's Museum, um, and then we went to the home show uh, at the fairgrounds. So got to get a bunch of quotes on stuff I can't afford. Um, so that was uh, that was a lot of fun. You know, I, I only got to see a little bit of the second half of the Ravens game. Didn't get to watch the uh, the 49ers game. So I was a little disappointed in that, but wanted to help my wife uh, get packed up because they left for Florida uh, Sunday morning. So I had this amazing, like, I was going to sit at home. I took the dogs to PetSmart early so that I could just have no responsibilities. Uh, My plan was to just drink beer, play video games, and watch football with my friends. Um, Then it all started happening. Um, I woke up in the middle of the night to get my dogs some water uh, because they were crying and uh, noticed that the faucets were not uh, working. So, led me to believe that we probably had some frozen pipes or some issues. Uh, and I will not name names, but it appears somebody left the garage door open when it was negative four degrees outside. Um, Eric, so, come on, dude. Yeah, so had some, some frozen pipes. Um, and being the the handyman that I am, I got a hairdryer and I went up there and warmed those bad boys up, um, which is what I was told to do online. So shut everything <laughs> off, 
warmed them up for a little bit, turned it back on. I go inside. I hear a little bit of water going through the pipes and I turn the faucet. It's about halfway coming out and I just assumed it would take a second. Go back outside and it appeared that a lot of pressure had built up um, where the blockage was and it burst one of the pipes. So I had water mm. all over my garage. So that was fun. Uh, fast forward about three more hours, uh, I get a call from PetSmart for my wonderful, sweet, beloved Brutus, who is one of the smartest dogs. Actually, no. Take that back. He is the smartest dog. Uh, and he ate an entire T-shirt and threw it up at PetSmart. Uh, so they had to take him to the vet, which was a mandatory uh, policy of theirs. And uh, so, yeah. Because he had only been there for like three hours, uh, we were on, you know, we we got the bill for that as well. So it was a lot of fun. I it's like I said, great weekend. Doesn't that all sound fun? Um, yeah, no, I'm I'm sure people just I hate would, I hate that dog. Love to trade. <laughs> love I hate to trade I there. hate him. I love him so him. much, but I hate him. I just. Oh, we've had so many issues with him. But I will say, put together a little pay the plumber teaser. Yes. Uh, so put together four legs, teased uh, both the overs down, and then the Chiefs up to nine and a half, and the Lions down to like 0.5, and that hit. So yeah. we put a small dent in the plumbing bill. I didn't have enough time to put together a, like, kill the boxer uh, parlay to help me pay for that one. Um, I, I didn't have, it was too quick of a turnaround. Um, so I, uh, I, I'll, I'll just have to take that one out of my normal funding, but all in <laughs> all fun weekend. Um, yeah. you know, like I said, I didn't get to see a ton of the, uh, Saturday games was just super busy. So let's start off with Texans. Uh, yeah. Going to Baltimore. Well, Baltimore's good. Spoiler alert, um, very good, both on offense and defense and all areas of, of the field. Who, um, I yeah, was trying to think about good. this. Who was the last quarterback to beat the Ravens? <laughs> was it? Who was it? Was it Flacco? I don't, I don't know. Was I think it? it was Deshaun Watson, oh, yeah. which is impossible because I've been told that he's just terrible. No, Ravens. Well, are, I mean, uh, Ravens Colts are second string quarterback Gardner Minshew also beat the Ravens. So that's true. Very true. Uh, no, Ravens are are really good. Like I said, I watched a little bit of the second half, and it just Lamar Jackson is incredible. Um, just seems like when they need a, to to make a play, he gets it done. Whether it's throwing the ball or or, or taking off on his feet, um, and you know, if, if you're the Texans. You had to know that that was probably where the, the road ended. Um, yeah. You know, heading into that game, Baltimore's a tough place to play, um, and, and that defense is phenomenal, um, and, and especially phenomenal at at home. So, I, I wasn't super surprised on that one. Um, I think did Even I take you? Yeah, yeah, did I take Texans? <laughs> yeah, I did. You took Texans nine and a half. I, I thought it would stay. I thought it would stay a little bit closer, um, but it definitely. Yeah, I mean, I, I felt like it kind of got away from them later on to the game. Like it was, it was not too 
wide of a margin for no a big part of it and then it's just kind of like all right ravens just kind of piled it on and uh, texans just kind of get anything done i was like oh stroud's human which stroud still looked amazing for most of that game despite other people saying that maybe he's not but um and then but it's, it's like Stroud weird behavior, but uh... <laughs> Stroud doesn't have it was just like the the flaws around the rest of the team were just shown where it's yeah. like there's still plenty of the quarterback can fix a lot and he fix a lot. The fact that they're the four seed after, you know, drafting a top five pick um, or, you know, top two pick and um, they, they really should have been the number one pick last year, uh, but they decided to win week 18 against the Colts, which is still shocking. One of um, the best uh, decisions I think they've made in a long time was to, yeah, to, to win. <laughs> would have probably taken Bryce Young. But um, anyways, so they, you know, go from being one of the worst teams in the league to being a four seed in the AFC, which AFC is, is loaded, as we know. Um and they beat the Browns in, in big fashion at home. Um, but it was like, yeah, there's still a lot of a lot of flaws on that team um to be worked out, a lot of you know, a lot of youth, um just some maturing well, and, to go on. And so like they had a great season. Um and you're I heading into a, saw it coming, but yeah. Yeah. You're heading into a really good free agency class too, when you yeah. look at some of the uh, the guys that are going to be available, especially running backs, where I felt like that it felt like they were always missing a big playmaker um, at the running back position. Uh, Singletary had a decent year, um, you know, just kind of filling in and in, into that spot. So I would assume they'll go get a, a solid running back, maybe pick up another. Uh, another wide receiver and, and just reload. But I, I think the future is really bright for the Texans. Hell of a season for them. Uh, hell of a season for CJ Stroud um, and D'Amico Ryan. So uh, hats off to them. But yeah, Ravens feel like the team to beat right now. Um, and I'm not, we'll, we'll get to the, the Chiefs, but it feels like they're on a different level than them right now. Oh, for sure. I mean, I was watching. We'll we'll get to Chiefs Bills, but like I was watching that Chiefs Bills game, and I'm like, yeah, just like these teams are good. They're probably it's not going to be a blowout in the AFC Championship, but no, man, the the Ravens are just kind of next level. They have an extra week of rest, um, and yeah, they're just it's going to be fun to watch. Um, I think AFC Championship will be will be a ton of fun, but yeah. Um, and then later that night, 49ers and Green Bay play. Oh, last note. Sorry, before we get to that, I the one thing I want to throw out into the universe, you, you've been asking me a lot about like what I think about Stroud and like how we're going to have to deal with Stroud and, and all of that. And I'm not declaring that Anthony Richardson is Lamar Jackson because we've only seen him for like, three, you know, three and a half games, if that. But the struggles that that team had with Lamar Jackson – are similar to struggles that that team had with Anthony Richardson in like the first quarter that he played against the Texans in like week yeah. two. Um, clearly a different team at this point and have grown a lot, but just gives me hope that if AR stays healthy and he develops, uh, there's a lot of comparisons between the two and their styles of play and um, gives me hope that they're going to have to uh, hope is always going to have to address this, it or damn sport is fans. Um, <laughs> it's yeah. unreal. Uh, no, I, um, I and, but, and I agree with you. Like I, I keep on forgetting that 
you know, when Anthony Richardson was on the field, he was pretty darn good. Um, yeah. Not perfect. Obviously still made a lot of the the typical rookie mistakes um, and knew that his talent was going to be pretty raw. Um, but I think that Texans game, correct me if I'm wrong, was where he really, I mean, he played phenomenal that first like quarter and a half and then got hurt. But you yeah. guys were up like 20 to nothing or something. Yeah. It, it was I can't remember yeah, what the two rushing touchdowns in the first quarter, I think. And just yeah. like, it was like the Texans are not on the same, you know, again, it was week. I'm two sure that I have had. texts from, from you uh, specifically that the Colts are going to the Super Bowl. Oh, I'm sure at that point, midway, midway Shit, through the man. first quarter. <laughs> yeah. At that point, it's like, uh, I'm sure. And then, uh, yeah, that between that game or that quarter, because then he got the concussion on the second touchdown and they pulled him out quickly after that. But between that game and the Rams Soft. game where they came back. <laughs> Can't play with they... CTE. It's unreal. <laughs> yeah. So is it Chandler Jones? Yeah. <laughs> they said the CTE is not, not yeah. real. No shit. Um, but between that game and then the Rams come back when it was like 23-0 or 28. I can't remember what the yeah. score was. And they came back, pushed it to overtime. It was like, all right, we got our guy. Just can he please stay healthy and not get hurt in a game? That's yep. still to be determined. But anyways, so then we move on to the Packers 49ers. Uh, I think a lot of people um, a lot of people were thinking that the 49ers were kind of just going to walk away with it. Maybe my co-host mentioned – mentioned that that they would just kind of blow may, the Packers off. I, may I don't have I, I didn't listen to last I, week's I, episode, but I may have said something along those lines. I, I I'll be honest, I, I was surprised. Um and it's yeah. Green Bay is another team that if you look at the you know zoom out and look at the year, you've got to be super excited about what they accomplished and what the future looks like. Um yeah and, and so to lose in the way they did sucks but you know it, it's uh i think certainly a a sign of great things to come for him so no well, um yeah i, I mean, thought 49ers I think no would one... be oh we're gonna do this thing <laughs> are you gonna, <laughs> Sorry, are you gonna fucking talking. talk or i know i keep talking to, no you go you go okay okay so yeah the 49ers good like kind of they, they won we expected that uh purdy haters are still out there they Definitely should be out there to some degree. Um, but the the big picture is how in the world do the Packers continue to just pull this Reload. quarter? Like three to have, you know, we as a Colts fan, I thought to go from Peyton Manning to Andrew Luck, like you can't get much better than that. Um, and it was very similar with Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers. And then luck gets hurt, and that's like, oh well. In the past, like six years, I've yeah, then, been in then hell. You, then you were in quarterback hell. <laughs> so, and that's how most most things go, right? Like Patriots, Tom Brady to Mac Jones. Mac Jones looked all right to start out. He's not even going to be the quarterback anymore. Like, there's so many uh, points in, in NFL history where the, the replacement just never really goes uh, to plan, especially when you're talking about you know greats. And uh, Jordan Love just seems that there was a lot of hate early on. Um, there was hate from the minute that he was drafted, which some of it was probably deserved. But now, like Packers fans looking at the big picture and looking at the next, you know, five to ten years, they're probably pretty gotta happy be, that they pissed gotta off Gotta be Rogers. pretty damn happy. Yeah, <laughs> gotta be pretty damn happy. Um, so. No, uh, good year for him. Like you said, the Purdy haters are still out and about. 
um, you know, he's got his team going to the NFC championship. So I don't, yeah. I, I struggle hating on him too much. And I know he didn't play super well. I guess I didn't get to watch a ton of this one. Um, so just kind of saw the, the cliff notes on everything. Um, but the guy just wins. Um, I, I saw a really interesting uh, uh, hypothetical. You get to you get to pick between one of these two quarterbacks. They're both on the same contract, four year, forty million a year, you know, something along those lines. Brock Purdy or Trevor Lawrence? Uh, I mean, if you're Forty ers you just roll with what you got. So no, you're you're starting a you're starting okay. a franchise. Yeah, or you're starting, starting a franchise. You're, you're rebuilding, so you're the yeah. It's, you're the it's, Patriots, let's just say, because they're yeah. kind of yeah, okay. So you're the Patriots, and you have Trevor Lawrence or Purdy. I I, I still I think go Trevor go, Lawrence. Yeah, I think you go Lawrence. Like he has the highest ceiling out of but the two. The fact that we're having this conversation says a hell of a lot about Brock Purdy. That yeah, and sure. just and what he's done. So uh, like I I guess I don't understand the hate to the extent that he gets. Um, well, it's, it's just. It's it's normal, I guess, in some ways for any quarterback that has any level of success to just be um, yeah. just to get the hate. But it's like I think some people just forget that. Yeah, it's a cool story. It's talked about a lot because it is a cool story. And he is a the last pick in the draft. He was no one thought that he was going to be what he is. So like even if he doesn't get better, it's still a cool story. Right. <laughs> and he's this he's a second year guy. He's a second year guy who was a sixth round pick who was like the third option just last year. So let's maybe and give he's him going a few back years. to the NFC right. championship game. And, and if he does. Yeah. And if he doesn't tear his what, UCL or whatever the hell it was last year, Jesse, please help us out. But if he doesn't, I think tear it was that, KFC. <laughs> his KFC, uh, then he, we're talking about a Super Bowl appearance more than likely. Um, so. Anyways, yeah. uh, he's back and he will be taking on the Lions. The Lions which is a crazy story. It is. Um, somebody made a really good point. Green Bay losing might have been the best thing that's ever happened to Detroit because. Oh, did you lose me? Oh, Matthew, I, I can't hear you, but it's because my uh, damn phone. I, I, I listen to these audio issues. I don't even know what go. you just said. All right. Um, Are we back? I'm, I still can't hear you. So just keep talking and I'll, I'll let you know when I'm back. Okay. Uh, well, what I was going to say was that uh, somebody had just mentioned that there's no way the city of Detroit was going to be able to have the infrastructure and, and emergency support to host Green Bay in the NFC championship game. Like the oh, city God. would have burned down in flames if they would have yeah. won that, you know, with, with just the history behind those two teams. So, um, you know, it's a little different uh, of a ball game with, you know, Detroit heading to San Francisco. Kind of disappointed, would have loved for the Lions to have been able to, uh, to host that. But, um, so before we get into the the actual matchups, uh, last uh, last game here was 
the the one that I was most excited about. And I think it lived up to it for the most part. And that's the uh, the the Bills and Chiefs game. Yeah. Um, you know, anytime you get to watch Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes play football on the same field, it's it's a fun game. Um, that game to me, it felt like it had so many swings and momentum where I was like, somebody's. Uh, there were multiple times where I was like, this feels like a game the Bills are going to win. Like, it just yeah. kept on going that. And then all of a sudden, I was like, this feels like a classic Mahomes wins. And yeah, like he's. And so, obviously, Chiefs uh, Chiefs get the win. Um, Patrick Mahomes is inevitable. He's, yeah. Yeah, he's <laughs> back in the AFC championship game. And it just feels like he refuses to go away despite you know the the issues he had on with his receiving core this year and just um so we'll get to see a Mahomes Lamar Jackson matchup what were your thoughts on on that game cuz I know you took Bills Yeah I took Bills I I felt like um similar to you like there was just multiple points where I'm like Oh man, the like the Bills are just destined to win this game. Specifically, when they go they, they go for it on a fake punt with Hamlin. That's, uh, yeah. That that was that was the Bills <laughs> uh, asking God for a favor, real quick. That, that's all <laughs> Dude, that was. You, you yeah. already got the favor. Yeah, it's like yeah, um, you're you're getting a little greedy now. Yeah, um, <laughs> but then like two you know two or three plays later. Uh, they, they fumble it through the end zone and, and get the ball back, and it's like, okay, well then the Bills are gonna figure this thing out. They're at home, like th- this is it's just destiny for them to get to this uh to the AFC Championship. It's like, nope, sorry, not gonna get out of your way. Like, you know, Josh Allen um down the stretch kind of makes like I've seen film on on Twitter, and I know not everything that you see on Twitter is uh is gospel, but there you know there's certain uh certain things where it's like he could have just taken a few easier passes throughout the game. Yeah. Um, instead he's like going for a 60 yard bomb and it's like, all right, dude, chill out. And then like digs can't catch, um, which always makes it, makes it fun too for him um, to have your diva wide receiver who's constantly feels like he's bitching about something and then can't catch in the big moments. But either way, yeah, it didn't, didn't feel great. It was just kind of like, here we are again, chiefs. Like we talked about it all year. Like this is not the chiefs of the past. Kelsey's getting old. Did Kelsey forget to play football? Nope. When it's down to it, he's going to score two touchdowns, and who cares? Um, who cares what else is going on? Like, who cares what wide receivers we have? Um, and, yeah, well, I- I'm excited for the AFC Championship. Definitely more excited about that than I am the NFC Championship because um, yep. I honestly don't know who I'm – I think everyone just, like, assumes that Lions are America's team, and, you know – I'm happy for the Lions. Um, I was I sided with the Bucks on the last game, um, and I think it's a it's a cool story to for you know how bad that franchise was for so long. But um, I kind of want to see Brock Purdy get it done personally. Like I kind of want to see if okay. he can. And uh, but anyways, so we'll, we'll get to the actual picks here in a second. But uh, I am more excited for Chiefs Ravens because uh, of the superstar quarterback battle. And just the, I think that the Chiefs are going to run into a lot more issues. I mean, it seemed like the Bills, yeah, 
had some defensive struggles um, throughout the year, but also kind of like some injuries and things that popped up last night. Um, and that's ultimately kind of when the tide started to turn for the Chiefs. So can they do it against so, a, a much better defense? Something that to be determined? something that is interesting in this kind of this matchup, the, the Chiefs-Ravens. So uh, Ravens, while their defense has been amazing, have struggled against tight ends all year. Uh, so yeah. Travis Kelsey could be in for a big day. I also made that stat up just because I want to find a reason for my division rivals to not make it to a Super Bowl. Um, <laughs> so I'm just grasping at straws here. But uh, that's that that's my made up stat of the day to make me feel like the Chiefs actually have a, a, I bought a chance it, so. in this. Yeah, I know you were like, oh hell yeah. Uh, cool. uh, Ravens are sitting at minus three, and I feel like I would hammer minus three. That that yep. feels like a, a, a easy bet for me. Um, you know. I, I joke they are division rivals, but I would like to see Lamar get one. I, I think, uh, especially with the off season and kind of all the chaos around, you know, him testing the market with other teams and not sure if he's coming back to Baltimore and then he gets his payday, um, you know, to to go prove it immediately and, you know, prove your worth would be a, a cool story. I've always liked Lamar. He seems just like a, a, a good guy and, Uh, pretty humble so um, not mad either way in that game whichever way it goes you know Kansas City goes and if they win a Super Bowl it's kind of like the 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 dynasty is continuing no matter what happens the same thing we used to say about Brady where it's like no way he can go win this year you know he doesn't have the receivers he doesn't have this Um, so uh, interesting uh, interesting matchup definitely like you said my favorite of the two uh, so you're you and I are both on Ravens minus three. Are we going to be yep. friends this week? We are. We were against each other on all four last week. Both went two and two. Um, so just just a great way to go through the weekend. Um, but yeah, we're, we'll be on the same side. We'll both be on Ravens minus three. And are we going to be on the same side on the Lions 49ers game? What's your pick on that one? It's sitting at six and a half. <sighs> yeah. I don't love the line. I know who I love for the game, but I don't love the line. Um, I'm going 49ers for the game. I'll take the line. I'll go six and a half. I'll take it for for podcast purpose. So are we on the other side of that one? Detroit Lions money line, baby. Here we go. Okay. Team of destiny. This this is also... uh, I think it really depends on if Debo goes. Um, that changes their offense a ton when, sure. when he's on the field. So um, it, it, it'll kind of depend on if I want to take money line or if I want to take uh, the six and a half. I think if they announce he's officially out, that line might move a little bit, but not maybe a ton. So I, I feel comfortable at six and a half. I, I feel like, like you said, team of destiny, um, they're just doing the right things to to win games right now um so okay all right so you got lions ravens super bowl lions ravens super bowl and ravens win that ravens win that 10 times out of 10 yeah that like i said i ravens feel like they're on a different level than anybody right now um they're they have just dominated everybody for the last six seven weeks that they played it feels like so and uh, for my Colts fans listening, 
Um, it would be back-to-back years. If that's the case, if the Ravens go on to win, it'll be back-to-back years that the Colts have beat the Super Bowl champions. So there you go. Something to something to write home about. Brown, Browns also beat them. Browns also the last team to beat them. So, I mean, are we basically Super Bowl champions? I that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> I know that we Hang joke about losing and all that. Hang but the like, banner. <laughs> I, there might be a new banner in Lucas Oil next year. Uh, beat the oh, beat the Super Bowl champion in regular back to back. Hey, two time beat for two the Colts. Two time, <laughs> two time yeah. baby. They they got to get the banner down and put a new stitch in the year again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But uh, uh yeah, no, uh, fun weekend. Um, like I said, outside of the, the chaos of my personal life, uh, I, I thought the Lions Bucks game kind of was a, a dud for the most part. Not a ton that I was super excited about. Then Lions start to to run away with it a little bit. Uh, but I thought that Chiefs Bills game kind of lived up to uh to expectations and, and was just really fun. It felt like those two games were night and day difference. Um, yeah. Like I said, didn't get to see a ton of the the Saturday games, but uh, looking forward to uh, the 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 championship games. We'll break it all down next week. But uh, Owen and I have a little bit to talk about uh, in the college football world. Um, yeah, just a little. Yeah, Owen, you want to kind of break down some of the things that happened, uh, big updates, and then we'll we'll talk about obviously the the big recruiting get, but we got multiple this week. So uh, I'll let you take it. Yeah. Well, we have, I think on the past three, three episodes uh, have, you know, well, you know, college football is kind of winding down, but the Buckeyes are making moves and kind of just felt like, all right, like there's eventually going to be an end to this. And this might be the end to it for a little bit. Um, based on how big of the weekend uh, it was. But, um, yeah, the, the Buckeyes go ahead and hire an offensive coordinator, yep. Bill O'Brien. Um, so that, that was something which we'll, we'll, we'll talk about. Um, you wrote down Callahan. I may, did I miss something? <laughs> no, I, I don't Is know. Is that O'Brien? That, yeah, it's Bill O'Brien. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I was like, I don't know what okay. you're talking about. Uh, <laughs> he wrote, he's writing on the sheet as I'm talking, and I'm like, I maybe I missed a recruit, but <laughs> shit, who's Callahan? Yeah. Anyways, so Bill O'Brien kind of kicks it off, and I'd say some people are a little um, back and forth on it. I think the people that are not Ohio State fans are, you know, easily grabbing on to the fact that he's just coming off being the Patriots' offense coordinator. They're pulling on the fact that he was Penn State's coach and didn't have the best record um even yeah, with the know, circumstances little, yeah <laughs> they were um uh, so there's a lot of people kind of pulling on those threads a little bit trying to dig at buckeyes fans but we'll get to that higher in a little bit then the next day it kind of seemed like you know Caleb Downs was a person that we talked about um we you and I shared like 50 texts throughout the season of like, God, man, we really miss Caleb Downs. Like we could have used him in that, in that class last year. We could really use him on the field. Like he is so damn good for as good as our defense is. Like, can you yeah. imagine this defense of Caleb Downs? And then it's like, Oh, well, Saban retires. He's going to be in the portal, but it's Georgia. It's Georgia. And then, um, just what I heard, Georgia, <laughs> it was Georgia. Well, and it, so what I heard over, um, throughout the week, like on some podcasts and blogs that I read, 
that are not as good as FTS, but are, you know, close. Um, but what I heard is that he was even like starting the enroll enrolling into Georgia, picking out his apartment at, you know, around Georgia, like was going through that entire process and still ended up choosing the Buckeyes like late Friday evening, um, which was just unreal. And then I text you, your phone's dead in the middle of it. Um, so let's just get into it. Caleb, I, I, there, there's some other things that happened. Um, so Julian saying, uh, is the number one quarterback in, in, in some people's eyes for the 2024 class. He also was at Bama for like 10 days, uh, transfers over to Ohio state. There was some ties to Bill O'Brien. There's some ties to Ohio State to begin with. Uh, he wanted to come be developed in, in a great program. Um, and then we also pick up a another 2024 um, defensive lineman with Dominic Kirks uh, after he decommitted from Washington and did not sign in the early signing period. Um, so pick that up over the weekend. So huge, huge weekend for this upcoming roster, not to mention some yeah. of the movement that was made on some 2025 guys, which, you know, will definitely be talked about down the road. Um, but most importantly on today's podcast, Bill O'Brien, Caleb Downs, Julian Say, and Dominic Kirks. Let's start with Downs. Uh, most importantly, what were your thoughts when your phone finally gained some battery and you saw text about Caleb Downs being on, on the Buckeyes now? Man, it, it was so funny because I was at dinner with, uh, with my dad and, and, uh, my parents and we're sitting there talking, uh, you know, man, it feels like Ryan days, like he, he knows it's do or die. He's being super aggressive. Like, you know, just the pickups that we've had this, you know, this off season, you go get Bill O'Brien, um, you know, so him and I were talking and he's like, yeah, I really wish we could get Caleb downs. And I look, I was like, he's a Georgia bulldog. He's yeah. not coming to Ohio state. Like we need to get that out of our head. I was like, I'm more interested in, you know, in, in Proctor. Proctor hadn't yep. made any decisions at that time. I was like, that one feels more realistic. And, you know, it's it's an area of significant need. Get in the car, phone's dead, get home, get it on the charger. And all of a sudden I'm like a thousand texts from from you, from uh, the, the FTS group chat that we have. And it, it was just, holy shit, we got we got downs. <laughs> Like it, it, it still doesn't feel like you said it. There was not a single person out there that was reporting that he was leaning towards Ohio State or still considering Ohio State. We knew the visit was in place. I want to know yeah. what was said in that room. Um, the I, I'm assuming they all read Trump's art of the deal, um, <laughs> and and used a lot of those tactics uh, in the room. But insane grab. Uh, the foundation is. Cooking. is making things happen with NIL. Uh, also, you come in as a new athletic director for the Ohio State University and your first big splash as uh, is, is Downs. I know they don't have any direct impact on that, but certainly felt right. like there was some uh, some juju just from his talks about, you know, football's king and we're going to do everything we can to win national titles. And then all of a sudden yep. you go get Caleb Downs and, and saying so. No, super excited. Um you know, like you said, we talked about it so much of he's just such a good playmaker um, and and is going to take a defense that was already going to be loaded and make them even even better, which is is 
a scary thing to think about. I think if you're an uh, opposing Big Ten football team, well, it just it, it feels like this is if all things turn out to be what we think they will, everyone stays healthy. Um, this feels like one of those defenses where like it's going to be referenced forever. Like, yeah. do you remember the 2024? Buckeyes defense like how many NFL guys were on that roster how many you know you, you'd be you'll be going to a just a Colts or Browns game and being like oh my god yeah remember when that yeah, guy remember, was on yeah. the Buckeyes like, remember when we watched them and, win 58 to nothing in the Big Ten championship <laughs> so it's like it, it it's just it feels unreal we I was again we were already excited about the defense before that but to land that guy to add him again not not the biggest place of need on the team or the roster or anything, but that is a guy that you do not say no to that you absolutely bring in. He's going to impact more than just the defense. It's, you know, he, he returned kicks uh, and punts for uh, Alabama. And uh, there's rumors that he may even want to do some things on the offensive side of the ball because he's that damn good. Um, so I, very happy about it. Yeah. I, I want to know what was said in the room. I want to know, like, I can't imagine a world where the the NIL check from Ohio State was that much different from the check from Georgia. Like there was definitely some big checks being thrown around in both yeah. places. So I think it truly comes down to program and coach um and that one uh because they're probably going to match whatever the other is offering and try to keep one and up, you know, one upping each other and they're going to, you know, be able to write that check. Now if it was down to, you know, Ohio State and Notre Dame or whatever, clearly that, that battles won on the NIL front immediately. But when you have those two programs, it's just like, there was something said, there was strings yeah. pulled. There was, I don't know what it was. I want to know what it was. I wish I was a fly on that wall for that 48 hour period, just to see like, what were the conversations with the family? How do you go from looking at an apartment to signing with Ohio state? <laughs> like literally like 12, 12 hours. hours later. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. It was, was insane um and then you know so obviously super excited about that and then what 48 hours later or i guess 24 hours later saying yeah commits uh so like you said the number one qb in that class uh a couple years ago i thought we had arguably the best running back name room when we had Steel Chambers, yeah. Master Teague, um, and there was uh, somebody else was in that room that had a, a, a really cool name. But so we had a, a, a really cool uh, running back room. I think our quarterback room is going to be pretty, pretty damn <laughs> awesome. You're going to have Julian Super Saiyan. And Air Noland in the yeah. same room. Um, those are just two tough names, uh, tough quarterback names. Um, but definitely leaves it, it makes things interesting when you look at that QB room now. Yeah. Very interesting. It so we're now looking at as as of today, um, no one can transfer out for like another two or three months. Um until the spring window. So as of today, you have Will Howard, you have uh, Devin Brown, Lincoln Keenholz, Aaron Nolan, and now Julian Sain. 
all in all in one room. That's all five star, four star guys. You know, one of the top transfer guys. Like that's that, that's full of talent. I personally think that as much as Devin Brown is about burning the boats and all of that, I think unless he somehow pulls up, pulls off the upset and beats Will Howard out of a job in the spring yeah. window, then he's gone. Uh, Keenholes pro- probably gone. I don't I know. Like, say, the, yeah, I'd say probably gone, but he also feels like a guy that may understand that he just needs to develop. Like it's not another year at Ohio State versus him going to another program. Like I don't know if he he probably starts in a lot of places, but I, I don't know. Um so. he would benef- in my eyes, he would benefit from just staying, you know, seeing out this year this season developing under ryan day developing under bill o'brien now um and and if they bring in somebody else from a quarterback position or you know position group guy which i don't think they will considering they're getting rid of Corey dennis and bringing in o'brien um so i say you learn under one of the best yeah and go you know get build up your value a little bit you'll you'll probably get some snaps um here and there uh in different games uh garbage time whatever build up some tape go collect an nil check uh for next year unless you yeah. are or, or or you can even wait you can either try to beat out these two five star I, I mean uh freshmen right you can even yeah. you can try and yeah. if you if it doesn't work out you can do the joe burrow thing where you go if, if i'm not named the starter by you know, the end of the spring game, then I'm going to transfer out. And that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Um, Devin Brown is going to need hand... a quarterback after they win a, <laughs> a national championship. So it, like, that's a, a perfect landing spot. Right. So no, I, I um, agree with you. Yeah. I, I so agree. I think, he stays. I, I think the best thing for Keen holes now, Devin Brown, in my personal opinion, best thing for him is to go. Mm-hmm. I'm, and I'm perfectly fine with that. I know, like you said, the, the burn the boats, I'm not going anywhere. Um, you know, was cool, got us all fired up uh, and, and was happy about it at the time. But the chance, it, it feels like it's a slim chance that Devin Brown beats out Will Howard and is our starter next year. Um, And then it feels like an even slimmer chance that he wins that job over, say, in, in Aaron Noland um, in the fall. Like, it, it just feels like there's not going to be the good spot for him. The, the best chance he had was going to be this past year um, and and obviously didn't capitalize on that. So I, I think he'll find a home somewhere uh, that, that, you know, makes him happy. Uh, I, I do worry that like a guy like Aaron Nolan is like, Hey, I didn't sign up for this QB battleship. When I signed, I, I was looking at this room and it looked like it was my job to take the following year, you know, so possibility that he says, Hey, I'm, I'm also transferring because I didn't get to play my first year. I'm having to battle it out with saying, um, so I don't know. Um, but all in all, obviously very happy. I think that on the Nolan front, I think that, yeah, probably not thrilled that he was, you know, he's a top five quarterback recruit. So he's probably not thrilled that they're bringing in another top five quarterback recruit. Um, and in the same class, but at the same time, that dude was going to have to compete for his job no matter what, right? Because there's, well, the only guarantee that he was given was that Will Howard's not going to be around the program next year because he has no eligibility. Yeah. So there would still, there's still the you have to beat out 
a Devin Brown, Devin Brown Keen, Keen Holes. Holes. Yeah. And then you have a freshman coming in, which we know that true freshman, it's rare that a true freshman is going to come in and truly compete for the job. But you have Tavian St. Clair as the next year, I believe. So you have, so like you're going to battle for your job regardless. Is it the same way that you thought it would be? No. But to, I think that the best thing for him is to battle it out in that spring and all the way up until that fall. And, and same thing as, as uh, like we're talking about keynotes. If it doesn't go. work out, go. Like, yep. and, and that's just going to be the nature of college football and quarterback rooms and running back rooms and wide receiver rooms moving forward. Like these super talented guys, we're going to have to be okay with the idea that not all of them are going to just stick around because they love the program. They're going to want to go play and compete yep. um, and, and be on the field. And, you know, I, I think five years ago, it would have been tough to stomach some of that stuff of yeah. like, you know, people leaving, but now it's just the, the, the way the world works. So, Oh, and it works out pretty well for a lot of people. I mean, Penix, not that he was going to a top program when he did, uh, you know, when he went to IU, but he went and won or went and competed for a national championship after kind of following that with the portal era. It's like you develop a little bit, you, you, you work yeah. out the kinks and then when you're go uh, find a really good fit. Yeah. Go, go find a, a program that is like Ohio state that they would kill for a you know, at this position, they kill, they would kill for Will Howard, right? Like you, you can be a, a much better version of Will Howard in two or three years. So yeah. anyways, um, so very happy about that. I think the other thing for, uh, cause I think that there's some Ohio state fans that are like upset or frustrated, not maybe a little frustrated by the decision to bring in Saiyan because of the, um, you know, because you did promise all this stuff to Nolan and, and talk to Nolan about it, but like the Ohio state has had to now for three cycles have to end up settling for a guy that they initially didn't like, they had somebody else in mind. Yeah. Like for Devin Brown, they initially had, um, I'm blanking right now. Well, they had Ewers, right? So they had yep. Ewers was in his class, and then Keenholes was kind of like, "Well, Ewers isn't around. We need to kind of fill this spot." He was going to be the guy, um, and then you had Rayola, who initially was the the top Where's guy. He at now? And, it's uh, uh, Nebraska. I don't know. Has he transferred another time I, by now? Yeah, I, I can't no, know. I think he's. Is I he on his he fifth high the, school yet? He hit the hundred transfer cap or hundred oh, okay. commitment cap limit. They they finally. Cut them off. Got it. But no, uh, I, yeah, you're. It feels like we've been one step below what we're trying to go after for a couple cycles, um, and this feels like we took the step above. Where it's like exactly. we we got a guy that's uh, obviously really good, but we also have Aaron Nolan, who we believe in and and feel like is is going to be um, a guy that can compete for that job. So I completely agree with you. And it will feel like whoever wins that job is the guy. It won't feel like, oh, was it McCord or Brown? We truly may not even know because we haven't seen Brown play uh, more than like five snaps. So like we will never know that that true battle. Were the rumors true that Devin Brown was balling out in, in fall camp or uh, or, or you know in in the bowl practice? Like we we don't know. Was McCord ever the best version of himself? We don't know. Um, but I think when you get those two guys, two top five in the same class, you can truly feel 
uh, happy with your decision uh, at the end of that uh, cycle and, and looking forward to the spring game of 2025. So, um, okay. Final thoughts. I, w- I want to get your thoughts. I think we were both initially a little iffy um, non-committal on the, our thoughts on the Bill O'Brien hire. Now that we've slept on it a few days, you've had a couple pipes burst, dogs throw up, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And you've had a ton of time to reflect on the Bill O'Brien hire. How do you uh, how do you feel about it here on on Monday, January twenty second? I feel good um, for a couple of reasons. It feels like a really uh, it feels like a mature hire versus going and getting like an up-and-coming guy who maybe isn't as proven. You know what you're going to get in Bill O'Brien. Um, I, I think he will he will have a lot of respect from the staff, from Ryan Day, and from players. Um, so it, it felt like a really mature move. And then from, you know, as I consider – Ryan Day's position and you know we've had the conversations and especially now with what's went on in this cycle it's like if you don't go beat Michigan and you don't go to the playoffs and win a handful of games and like be significantly competing for a national championship it's kind of a busted year for you and now your your seat is on fire yep this felt like him understanding that and knowing he needed to make some changes and bringing in a guy like Bill O'Brien allows him to hand over the keys um, a little bit to play calling, um, operate more as like a CEO versus, you know, feeling like he has to be head coach, play caller, QB coach, like everything offense. Um, and, and I think that will ultimately be good for Ryan Day and for the Ohio State Buckeyes. So uh, I'm still, it's still not like, a, I'm not jumping for joy that we have Bill O'Brien, but I'm not. I'm not mad. I'm not in the same boat as a lot of Ohio State fans who are just stat watching and you know looking at where you know where he's been and saying he did a bad job. So uh, I'm I'm happy with it at this point. Say I I'm I'm happier than most. Initially, I was kind of like uh, I don't know, and after I gave it some thought, it's like well, it's not like we brought in Bill O'Brien to replace Ryan Day. I know, and that's completely. the other thing. And like everybody like, acts like we hired him as a head coach. It's right. like it's, no, it's like coming if, in if as an were, offensive coordinator. If you were giving somebody a blank slate for one of the best offensive minds in football, college or NFL, Ryan Day is going to be a part of that conversation, whether it's as head coach, offensive coordinator, whatever. He's right. still here. So yeah. it's not like it's, uh, it's not I'm like never coming in and again. just yeah. going to change every single aspect. It's just, right. you know, one, you get to work with somebody who's been there and done that with really yep. good QBs and, you know, you know, one of Tom Brady's best seasons, Bill O'Brien. One of uh, of Deshaun Watson's best season, Bill O'Brien. Bryce Young, Bill O'Brien. Like yep. he's proven that he can produce really good offenses. Um, and, and I know he has the bad side of it as well. Like he's he's had some some pretty poor efforts. Uh, truth be told, I don't know if Mac Jones could win the QB battle at Ohio State right now. So <laughs> I don't know if I necessarily um, necessarily blame him, um, but. No, it, yeah, the offense isn't going to just be this night and day difference from last year because Bill O'Brien's there. It's just going to have a different person kind of steering the the or, or driving the bus, I should say. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's well, that, that part I don't understand. 
And yeah, and the the whole reason that we would even bring in an offensive coordinator of that stature is so that Ryan Day can focus on the other efforts, such as paying $13 million in NIL and, and raising that money to get the roster that we have today of keeping NFL guys, of getting top transfer uh, guys, of, of getting two top five quarterbacks in the same class, um, even if it was in a non-conventional way. Like we were he's he bill o'brien was not brought in to fix the offense he was brought in to help ryan day yeah run the program in in some way right whether it's directly of his own head coaching experience both in the nfl and college football or learning from nick saban learning from bill belichick like he's been around a lot of greatness in his career and ryan day is looking to make the next step in his own career at which by the way he's only been a head coach for Five years, five, six yeah, years five, now, five, years? five or six. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, twenty uh, nineteen. Yeah. So first year. Yeah. He's the other thing good, is, like, the other thing I like about it, like you said, he's still kind of new to the head coaching world. Like you bring in a guy that has experience, both head coaching, obviously, and then offensive coordinator. But I feel like it's going to be uh, there's going to be a lot of respect back and forth between those two and somebody that might challenge him a little bit on things that he hasn't done well in the past. And he doesn't, there's been nobody on the staff to do that on the offensive side. Um, And so I, I think, I think that makes a huge difference in, in how we approach the offense a little bit and, and how, like I said, Ryan day being able to disconnect from it a little bit is going to be, super beneficial for everybody involved. Um, I, I think you're you're going to get the best form of the Buckeyes next year offensively and defensively with Ryan Day just being able to focus on head coaching and recruiting. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, I'm excited. This is, um, keep referencing it, the podcast after <laughs> the, the Cotton Bowl. Uh, if you would have told Matt Nolan at that point that we would – have made all the moves that we have made at this point, we would have had a much different tone in our, just got like a uh, cold chill down my spine thinking about the (laughs) fucking cotton bowl. That was such a sad day for me. Oh, it was awful. All Uh, the hope going into it. And yeah, just the, but here we are, baby. So here we are. The motherfucking clip. Here we go. Uh, But yeah, looking forward to that. Of course, again, Buckeye, who knows, but the Buckeye talk probably will be, uh, we'll, we'll die down for a couple months at this point. I mean, we'll, we'll definitely have some things here and there. Uh, we do have the AFC championship and NFC championship coming up next weekend. So of course we will uh, cover that recap that. Um, and then of course we're going to have uh, a lot of in-depth coverage of the flag football game uh, the weekend before or the weekend in between the yeah, championship weekend and, and Super Bowl, so very excited for all the wagers and uh, analysis that will be coming for that. And then we have one; we only have three football games left in the year, including the Super Bowl. So enjoy it while we have it, um, Matt. Any final words for for today's episode? None. Nope. Good. Nope. All right, everybody. <laughs> Thank you for listening. We will uh, see you guys next week. And as always, uh, you can check out ftsgambling.com for all our picks, blogs. Uh, another coverage again it's been owen smith matthew warner uh with the football talk show we'll see you guys next time
Bye, guys.